This information is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is offered with the understanding that the presenters are not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, or other professional services. If legal advice or other expert advice is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought. Welcome to the Real Estate Financial Planner Podcast. I'm your host, James Orr. This is episode six. Today we're going to meet Norm and Norma. Norm and Norma met in college where they were both studying liberal arts. They graduated with bachelor's degrees and do entry-level work in the technology department for a large healthcare company. They're each 21 years old. They recently married and are both obsessed with the idea of achieving financial independence as quickly as possible so they can retire early. They do not have any kids, and as of right now, they don't have any serious plans of having kids. They earn $36,000 each for a combined income of $72,000 between both of them per year. For them, that means they're working about 2,000 hours per year at about $18 per hour. For other listeners that are not earning $18 per hour, for you, this could mean working slightly more than 2,000 hours per year at a slightly lower dollar per hour. For example, you could work a full-time job plus a part-time side hustle for an extra 10 hours per week for 50 weeks a year, working a total of 2,500 hours per year between both jobs at a rate of $14.40 per hour. They're lucky in that they do not have any other debt and have saved up $10,000 total. As recent college graduates who have not experienced significant lifestyle creep, they're able to live comfortably enough on the $72,000 of income that they're able to save about $1,000 per month. That's about $12,000 per year, or about 17% of their income. Norm and Norma are focused, and I mean obsessively focused, on achieving financial independence. They're not afraid of hard work. They're okay with keeping their expenses relatively low, living off of $5,000 per month, if it means being able to be financially free and not having to work or being able to work on the things that they're passionate about. They want to find the best path to financial independence together. They're open-minded to considering a lot of different options to achieve their goal. Over the next several episodes, they're going to explore a variety of strategies to see which one gets to financial independence fastest for a reasonable amount of effort and minimizing risk. In this episode, they'll be considering a traditional strategy of investing the $1,000 per month they're saving and investing it in stock market index funds. In other episodes, they'll consider other strategies like buy and hold rental property, short-term rentals, using the nomad real estate investing strategy, house hacking or getting a side hustle, utilizing the buy, rehab, rent, refinance, and repeat, also known as the Burr strategy, or flipping properties, creative real estate entrepreneurship, wholesaling properties, or investing in real estate investment trusts. Plus, they'll evaluate whether it makes sense for them to keep renting for $1,800 per month and having that go up with inflation or to buy a property that will significantly increase their housing costs, but fix the principal and interest part of their payment to reduce the impact of inflation. Buying a property to live in will increase their standard of living, but it will reduce the amount they're saving each month from $1,000 per month to just over $400 per month. But it will also reduce how much they'll need to be financially independent when they pay off the house. They'll also consider add-on strategies like 
paying off properties, selling off some properties to pay off the remaining ones, selling off their properties to convert their equity into money invested in things like stocks and bonds, or selling properties after holding it for a period of time to re-leverage up and keep their return on equity high. Ultimately, Norm and Norma would like to consider a wide range of options with the hope of minimizing their time to achieve financial independence with a reasonable amount of work and risk. Their biggest fear is not having enough money to retire, and especially since they plan to retire early, they also fear running out of money in retirement. Unlike Andrea in previous episodes, they're not starting with a large lump sum of money. They're starting with just $10,000 compared to Andrea's $100,000. Unlike Andrea, who wanted to spend all of her income on raising her two boys, Norm and Norma are saving $1,000 per month of their income, at least if they keep renting their current place. Unlike Andrea, who was in the market where property values were going up at 2% per year and inflation was 3%, Norm and Norma are in a market where property values seem to be keeping pace with 3% inflation. Although in the advanced real estate financial planner podcast episodes, we will look at both random property price appreciation and random inflation rates. And finally, unlike Andrea, who focused in primarily on the nomad real estate investing strategy, where she bought a property with 5% down payment as an owner occupant, moved in and lived there for a year before converting the property to a rental after a year, Norm and Norma will consider the nomad strategy, but they'll also consider a much larger number of other strategies. For this episode, though, let's start by looking at how quickly Norm and Norma can achieve financial independence, earning 8% per year investing in stock market index funds. They're earning $6,000 per month, but living on $5,000 per month. So we've defined financial independence as when their investments can provide $5,000 per month adjusted for inflation. If you remember from the previous episodes, the sources of income for financial independence come from three areas. Number one, passive income from things like social security, pensions, and or annuities. Number two, net cash flow on rental properties after all expenses. And number three, their safe withdrawal rate times the amount that they have invested in stocks, bonds, etc. For Norm and Norma, they're modeling having social security, but it won't start for them until they turn 67 years old. That's 46 years from now. They don't have a pension and they do not own any annuities. In this episode, we assume that they do not have any rental properties either, so there's no need to worry about cash flow from rentals. They are investing money in stocks, so they'll primarily be relying on that to generate the income to determine if they're financially independent or not. And they've decided to use a 4% safe withdrawal rate. So, when they eventually save and invest to the point where they have $1 million in stocks and bonds, basically stocks for them in this model, they'll be able to withdraw about $40,000 per year from their investments and have a low probability from the Trinity study of running out of money. That begs the question, when do they get to the point where the total amount they invested in stocks times a 4% safe withdrawal rate gives them $60,000 per year? It turns out that it is in month 482 or a little more than 40 years from now. At that point, they'll be 61 years old. When Social Security does kick in at age 67, they'll have a much higher standard of living. Now, could they stop working before age 61, knowing that when Social Security kicks in, it will provide enough for them to be considered financially independent? Sure. 
but it would be more conservative, especially with a longer retirement period they need to provide income during, for them to wait until their stock investments at a reasonable safe withdrawal rate can provide them enough to qualify as financially independent. Over the entire 60-year modeling period, they never quite get to the point where a 4% safe withdrawal rate would support a $10,000 a month lifestyle. They do get close, though, and they could probably increase the amount they're withdrawing so that they're living at a higher than $5,000 per month adjusted for inflation lifestyle. If they continue to spend just the $5,000 per month adjusted up for inflation over time, they eventually end up with a net worth of over $17 million 60 years from now by about age 81. If we adjust back to today's dollars, that's like having just under $3 million in today's dollars in net worth. So what impact does buying a house to live in while still investing in stocks have on Norm and Norma's plan to achieve financial independence? It means they're likely saving a lot less than $1,000 per month, but it also means that eventually they won't have the principal and interest part of their housing payment. In the next episode, episode number seven, we'll talk about the type of property that they're buying and the impact that has on their financial independence plan. Also, be sure to check out the Advanced Real Estate Financial Planner podcast to see how having a variable inflation rate and probably more importantly, a variable stock market rate of return impacts Norm and Norma as they invest in stocks and work toward achieving financial independence. I hope you've enjoyed this episode about Norm and Norma investing in stocks. This has been James Orr with the Real Estate Financial Planner podcast. Bye-bye for now. Oh, I almost forgot. You can download the newest version of the world's greatest real estate deal analysis spreadsheet for free. Just go to realestatefinancialplanner.com forward slash spreadsheet to download it right now. It's amazing. Bye-bye for now.